Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 13 of our Bible study on the life and ministry of Christ, we wish to focus on Jesus' power over the devil and death. Again, this lesson has two parts. Part 1 is Jesus casts out legion. You may find this in Mark 5, verses 1 through 20. Then in Part 2, Jairus' daughter is raised. That you may find in Mark 5, verses 21 through 41. So, part one, Jesus casts out legion. In Mark 5, verses 1 through 20. In our last lesson, we saw how that Jesus and the disciples had crossed or were crossing the Sea of Galilee, when Jesus stilled the storm. Jesus had commanded his disciples to go to a quiet place on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is not part of Palestine proper. And so now we see this ship coming to the coast of the sea, and there they are in the land of Gadara, or the land of the Gadarenes. And there we see Jesus and his disciples coming off the ship and walking on the shore. When suddenly a man with an unclean spirit comes running to Jesus and worships him. Who is this man? What can we say about him? Well, he has been living there in those hills or mountains in the tombs for many years, and he is possessed with the devil, with the devils we will see later. And he has been tied many times. The people have tried to calm him and to catch him, but he is so strong that he breaks apart all the fetters and the chains that they have used. And there he is, living in those tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Oh, what a sad condition this man is in, possessed with the devils. But when he sees Jesus coming to shore, we know that the devil knows who Jesus is, 
And we hear that because he comes to Jesus and he says, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Torment me not. Oh, there we have the confession that as Satan realizes and knows that he is a subject to Jesus and that Jesus has power over him. And therefore, when Jesus asks him what his name is, he says, Legion, for we are many. So there was more than one devil in this man. Oh, what a sad condition he is in. And then when Jesus commands him to come out of this man, then we hear again how that Satan is subject to Jesus. Uh, because he then asks Jesus, he says, uh, Do not send me away, but there in the hills there are many swine feeding. Send me into them. Oh, we do not know if he had another purpose when he asked that question. But we do see uh, that Jesus gives him leave. Jesus gives them permission to go into those swine. But oh, look, see what happens. Immediately when the legion, the devils, enter into those swine, those swine, we would say, go crazy. And they come running over the cliff and they fall into the sea. And there they all choke, drown, and perish. What a wonder that Jesus has power over all things. And there we see the devil is cast out of this man. But the keepers of those swine, when they see what has happened, they are afraid, they are amazed, and they go running to the city. And there they tell the people what has happened to their swine. Oh, they do not know why the swine did this, but the men of the city come to look. And then they see Jesus and the man possessed with the devil sitting together. Oh, this man whom they could not tie with fetters or chains was sitting clothed and in his right mind, talking with Jesus. Oh, you would think those people would have been happy to see this, that this man was delivered and that he was healed. But no, when they hear what happened to their swine, how that Jesus had cast the devil out, and that he entered into those swine, then they ask Jesus to leave. Isn't that something? They have more regard for their swine than for their fellow man. Oh, that is the sad condition of a natural man. Oh, we are so bound to our possessions uh, that we have no love for our neighbor. But then Jesus prepares to leave. And as he is on his way back to the ship, this man possessed with the devil comes to Jesus and he asks if he may go along with Jesus. That is a fruit of grace. Then we want to follow Jesus. Then we want to be with Jesus. But 
Jesus says, no, no, you must go back to your own people and you must tell them of the great things that God has done for you. You must tell them of God's mercy towards you. And so he goes back and we see him preaching to the others so that they may know that Jesus is the power of healing for him and for all sinners. Oh, then men did marvel, and who knows what fruits this will have in the future. <clears throat> but we follow Jesus in part two of our lesson, where he again has crossed the Sea of Galilee, and he has come back into Galilee, and there we meet another man coming to visit Jesus. He is Jairus. He is a ruler of a synagogue. And he has a 12-year-old daughter who is sick unto death. And then we believe that he also realized that Jesus alone had power to heal and to save. Because listen to what he says when he comes to Jesus. He says, come and touch my daughter and she will be healed. So he came believing that Jesus could heal his daughter. And then uh, Jesus goes along with him. Oh, this man is hoping that Jesus will still be on time to heal his daughter uh, because she is so seriously sick, sick unto death. But suddenly Jesus stops and there a multitude of people are with Jesus. And then Jesus suddenly asks, who touched me? And the disciples, they look at the multitude and they say, well, what a question. Of course, with so many people around you, someone will have touched you. But that isn't what Jesus meant. Jesus knew that power had gone out from him. And therefore he knew that someone had touched him. And he looked directly at the woman who had touched him. Who was this woman? Well, she was a woman that had an issue of blood. She was bleeding already for 12 years. She had spent all her money on physicians. And then the Bible says, as she got nothing better, but rather grew worse. And there she is sitting and she hears this multitude of people going by. And she hears that they are all following Jesus. And then she is given faith to believe that if she may but touch the hem of his garment, she will be healed. Oh, she goes and she presses through this multitude. Oh, we should notice she's not even allowed to be there because with the issue of blood, she is actually unclean. She is not allowed to touch other people. But yet she must come to Jesus. She must touch the hem of his garment. And so she presses through and she touches the hem of Jesus' garment. And immediately the disease 
is healed. She feels it, that she has been made whole again. And that is why Jesus now stops. Because this woman, when we think of her as an example of conversion, then we see her in her guilt, in her misery, as she is sick with that disease and cannot be healed, sick unto death. But when she touches the hem of his garment, she is delivered, and not because of anything in her, but all of grace. But now the third part in conversion is gratitude or thankfulness. And that is why Jesus now stops, because this woman must now tell Jesus and all those around him what has happened. There she expresses her thankfulness, her gratitude. And then Jesus says unto this woman, Go in peace, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Oh, she did not have faith of herself, but the faith that God had given her, placed in her heart, that brought her to Jesus, oh, that is what made her whole. But come, we must go back to Jairus. You can well imagine uh, that he is uh, becoming anxious uh, because this is taking so long. Oh, his daughter, his daughter. And then he sees messengers coming, and those messengers come with a tiding. They say to Jairus, Trouble not the master. Thy daughter has died. Thy daughter is dead. Oh, how sad. Then Jesus must be too late. But no, listen to what Jesus says to Jairus. Be not afraid, only believe. And then Jesus continues to walk to the home of Jairus. And when he comes to that home, ah, oh, there is a tumult, a multi many wailing women. Because someone has died, then often the Jews would hire wailing women to weep outside the home so that people would hear and see that someone had died. And then Jesus says to those people, Why make you all this ado? Why are you making all this noise? She is not dead, but she sleepeth. Oh, you would say, but Jesus, don't you think those people knew that she was dead before they came to tell Jairus? But what does Jesus mean when he says, She is not dead, but she sleepeth? That means that she is a child of God, and God's people, the body may die, but they never die. Oh no, they fall asleep in Jesus, and then they may go to eternal glory. And that is why Jesus says, she sleepeth the sleep of death. For her it is not a torment, for her it is not an enemy, but a sleep of death. And then notice what Jesus does. 
He sends all the people out and he takes only the father, the mother, and three disciples, Peter, James, and John, into the house. And there he touches this girl. He takes her by the hand and he says, Damsel, arise. And immediately she arose and she walked. But then Jesus also tells them to give her food to eat, to prove that it is not a spirit, but that she is truly raised from the dead. And then Jesus gives what we would say a strange command. Jesus says to the father and the mother, See that ye tell no man. All we would think Jesus would tell them to tell everyone that Jesus has healed her. But Jesus means here, the fruits must show. When this damsel is walking on the street tomorrow, the people will be amazed and they will ask what happened. Oh, then she will say, Jesus raised me from the dead. Then the people will not marvel at her, but they will marvel at Jesus. They will magnify him for the wonder that he has done. And that is why Jesus gives this command. But he also gives that command to us. When Jesus does wonders, do not talk about it only, but let it be known by the fruits that it is all of Jesus. Thank you.